Time to get up, get out of bed. Fill your cup and get ahead with WKGN. One, three, four, oh. Now from the studios of Fox Sports Knoxville, this is Three and Out with Nate Hodges and Houston Kress. Fan Run Radio. To the end zone and caught for the touchdown, McCoy. Milton to Brew McCoy. Milton gonna take a shot wide open and just struck Amos Keaton. Joe Milton does it again. Best formation football there is. And that feeling for Josh Heifel. The Tennessee Volunteers are the champions of the Capital One Orange Bowl. And Joe Milton has got to feel great. Rick Barnes, Bill Self, shake hands. Tennessee, they're your champs. The bad boy mowers battle for Atlantis goes to the Volunteers. And they were the bad boys from the jump in this one. That's an interesting question. This is a slow shot. Wake up, squirrels. You got a visitor into the trees. You called down the thunder. Well, now you got it. You tell them I'm coming and hell's coming with me. You hear? Hell's coming with me. Seltzer Studios of Fan Run Radio. Wednesday edition of the program. Winning Wednesday. But kind of still feels like a loss. Tennessee beat Arkansas last night 75-57. But Zakai Ziegler goes down with a knee injury. At least that's... Pretty obvious. Went down a knee injury last night uh, after playing three minutes against the Razorbacks. Sorry, Hickman. It was 37 minutes then. Mm. My bad. Tennessee kept it together as a team, did what they've done all year, and, you know, more valuable as stayed a collection con- Stayed of connected. Guys. Yeah. Stayed locked in. Played great defense per usual, and. Got the win. I mean, didn't uh, 
didn't shoot it great from three or the free throw line, but got the ball inside more. Uh, lots of uh, key offensive rebounding. I almost need like another like we need like an extra offensive rebounding stat. I feel like hmm. like offensive rebound like points off turnovers in football. We need like points off offensive rebounds because there are some. Don't they call those second chance points? Isn't that technically nah, what that so. is? It's just not on the main you know box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Typically. But yeah, lots of second cha chance points. It felt like for Tennessee. I didn't really run the numbers, but it felt like in the first half, especially you dominated them in the paint. Yeah. At one point, it was like what thirty-two to eight. Yeah. Toby Awaka had seven rebounds in the first half, and I'm pretty sure six of those were offensive rebounds. That's the way I felt too. We only had ten for the game, but I don't. Maybe just that stretch stands out. I so think much. he had six rebounds. Well, he with had five eight. offensive rebounds for the game. So he had six mm -hmm. rebounds with eight minutes to go in the first half. Okay. He only ended it with nine. So, no, eight. Sorry. Five and three. But, uh, but, yeah, that stretch, he was just, just dominating inside. and Arkansas was kind of shell-shocked, never caught up once Tennessee pulled away. Vols finished four of 16 from three and win by 18. That's so weird. Don't I mean, think I would have called that one. Because Arkansas was eight of 22. I mean, that's actually pretty good for them. That's but, really good for them. But they only shot – about the same percentage from two, or not not from two, but total. Yeah. So obviously from two, about the same, a smidge better. Well, and that's what. Crazy. Sorry, that was my fault. Hmm. Way to go, Hickman. Uh, what? I and mean, that was what everyone was saying going into it. Oh, they're gonna Arkansas is gonna attack the rim. They're gonna attack the paint. Yeah. They're not gonna shoot a bunch of threes. They shot twenty two threes. No, they didn't. That's why they shot sixteen. No, they shot twenty two. Yeah. Yeah. They, like that's insane. Um, I mean, they shot a good enough clip there. They just they didn't make their 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 shots around the rim. I mean, and they were I don't know, they just don't like they shot it well at all. I mean, Nick Smith, it, their shots early like weren't even close, looking right. Yeah, yeah. Nick Smith went off the backboard. Their the under their first two shots were a mid range and a three. Neither hit the rim. Yeah, but both slammed into the backboard at about ninety five miles an hour. Like I've told you when I've watched them, they're they're kind of all or nothing. They look great, or they just look like a really unskilled, athletic SEC team that isn't going to make the tournament. Mm -hmm. I don't think they should make the tournament. Right now, they're one game below five hundred in SEC play. Did you pick us to win yesterday? No, and we won, so you're welcome. But how does that work? Chris not picked us to win. You can't take credit for everything. Yeah, I was real wrong on my pick as well. But they're below 500 See, in conference play. Yeah. Not even that good of a conference, really. They're traveling. No, they host Kentucky this weekend. If they drop that one and fall to two games below 500 in conference play, it's gonna be they've, real only, tough. they've only got three quad ones on the year. So, Yeah, I, I think a lot of the bracketology people just kind of had them in because they looked the part, you know? Mm. But if, you know, it kind of sounds like what we say about Tennessee sometimes the last few years. Like, if you can't shoot, I don't care how – Tall and athletic and quick and big and strong and how high you can jump. Like, if you can't put the ball in the basket, I mean, their numbers are great on defense, but they have a loss to LSU on their resume. Yikes. Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah, they Ugh. were eight seed going into last night. But, I mean, they you know, they went 4-0 to start the year and then lost to, to Creighton, who, that I mean, that game, it looked like two really good teams. Um. How can an eight seed have eleven losses as it sits right now? That that just kind of baffling to me. Well, 
you got to remember though, Hickman, from eight seed to out of the tournament is not that yeah. far of a drop because of all the the you know the AQs from the smaller conferences. I mean, yeah, their, their best wins are what Missouri at the time, A and M. That's a pretty good one. Even since Nick Smith has gotten healthy, they are two and four since he's been back. He got back from Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I would say they have they have work to do. That'd be where I'd just kind of put them. They're in the they're on the bubble. I mean, they have lost a lot of close games, but but I mean, they also like you know they went to South Carolina and barely won. You know they won. You know they just have not. You know, but yeah, they go on the road to Baylor and it they look as good as Baylor and lose by three. Right. They lose to Alabama and look as good as Alabama. Hit some free throws, probably a different ball game. They come here and look like they don't belong in the tournament. They play. But they go to they LSU. go to Tulsa and play Oklahoma and beat them by ten. Yeah, they, Oklahoma, who then turns around a Oklahoma's few weeks not later. Good though, they're oh, terrible. No, I, I know, but they smashed Alabama. Yeah, well, that's true. They were right there in that Bama game. Uh, was that Saturday night? I mean, they, mm-hmm. Saturday yeah. afternoon. Saturday afternoon. Yeah, like that's a winnable game. I mean, it's just it's wild. Team loaded with five star talent. Yeah, they got three of them. And I just, I don't. Were, were they just? Because I feel like I've watched them, obviously not a ton. They just did not look like Anthony Black. I was not overly impressed. And I've seen games where he just takes over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Council hit a couple of threes, but really wasn't like they didn't have anybody dominate. Well, they have three in double figures, two guys in double figures. But nobody just went off. I mean, I didn't think Cumwall played that well. I look up and he's got 16. Yeah. And their guys who, you know, oh, this guy and this guy and this guy. I mean, they got a lot of they got a lot of players. But, man, last night they just – I was kind of underwhelmed by Arkansas. Um, had They had four guys in double figures. Uh, Devo Davis had 13. Black had 13. Nick Smith okay. had 12. And then they got 11 from Council off the bench. Yeah, what's the deal with Council? He doesn't start for them, but he plays like the most minutes in the league yeah. or something like that. He only had 19 last night, but he did get in very bad foul trouble early. Well, that was a big key to the game, I thought. I mean, how many total fouls were called in this game? A lot. This game didn't end, by the way, until 11.30. I didn't know because I fell asleep. <laughs> I didn't think it was that late. No, it wasn't that late. It was probably 10 after. It was 10 after, so I would say, but it was still late. It felt, I mean, it felt 37 late. fouls. It's actually fewer than I thought. Thanks for supporting the brand. Well, Arkansas had 21 of them. We only had 16. You held Jordan Walsh to one point. I've seen us attacking the basket in a long time. Mm-hmm. It was very, like, anytime we came off a screen, we were curling towards the basket, it seemed like. Except if it was Vesco, Vescovy. You know, he would kind of pop out. Yeah. Because he was the only one really shooting threes at all. Three of seven. I think James took maybe four, maybe. Hit that yeah. one late. It was good to see that Josiah one. Go was in. one of three, but that like that's fine, you know. Like let's take, sure. let's get to their that's basket why. more. Let's get fouled more. Um, Most free throws we shot in a few games. A long time. Yeah, didn't shoot it particularly great from the free throw line, but you shot it better than Arkansas, yeah. and you had more attempts. So it's nice to see. But I mean, this is kind of what we've said about this team. I mean. I'm not saying it's the number, but you won by 18, you made 17 free throws. There have been a lot of games where we lose by one, 
like between one and eight, and the other team has made more than we've attempted by a pretty wide margin. Mm-hmm. So that was, it's, I mean, that's it. I don't know why we didn't do it. And Nate, yeah. I'm not saying he listens to the show. I have no idea. But Rick Barnes coached his ass off last night. I don't know if the guy sat down. I'm not saying he called like amazing plays or we could call it play every time, but that is the hardest I have seen him from start to finish working officiating crew maybe since he's been here. He listens to the show, I'm telling you. He has to. You think he's sitting there in Pratt right now at his desk, just pulls out his phone, Shouts pops out, up the right? app? Shouts out, buddy. We Would he like me work. or not if he listened to you? the show? He hates you. Oh, yeah, you're, you're a bum. <laughs> In the eyes of Rick Barnes. He wouldn't say that because he's such a nice guy. But, yeah. Probably doesn't like any of us. But, you know, sometimes even when somebody you don't like, you know, you you hear things and you're like, you know, they are right about that one thing here, that one thing over there. You just can't give them the credit for it. Well, wait a minute. What did did Josiah Jordan James say about Rick Barnes? Says he's been recruiting me since ninth, ninth grade. You know what he always does? He tells me the damn truth. Every time. Doesn't matter if it's good. Well, you know he ain't but- listening to State Run then, Chris. <laughs> he doesn't like that propaganda BS. It is it is funny. When Rick w- Barnes, fan run for life. We'll be mad at something the team did or upset, and he is too. Rick- but then we say it, and it's like, you want Barnes fired? It's like, no, we actually agree with him, and he yeah. agrees with us. It's just, you know, we did this wrong, or we were bad at this. But no, I was, that was, I, I thought he might get him one last night. He was working. He was. Musselman was also trying to get one last night. Uh, Yeah, Billy was texting me during the game. At one point, I might have been the under, was it the under 12? Said Musselman didn't even talk to the team. Just, yep. uh, And he went from one to the other to the other, just barking at him. Well, he chased the one down the court after Heroes goaltended. He's He's such a baby. But he makes the Elite Eight, so we'll see what happens. There are a couple times we passed up open layups to the basket. We kick it out way out for a three. I think uh, James, I thought, was going to cram one. He tried to pass it to do on the baseline. That made me more – that was my. That was the maddest I got at Tennessee all night. I think me too. I think you We were talking about it in the group thread. It was just yeah. like – I was just like, what, what do you – it looked I like the lane opened up. up. The seas parted. And he takes yeah, off and jumps, and then he it's, – it's always that way when he jumps. It's like he doesn't jump as hard as he can – so oh, he, he just, could have if he knew he was going to cry. I know, but that's the thing. It's like he never. Six foot six, 225 pound, chiseled Greek god. <laughs> has no one around him and won't just jump up and dunk the basketball. Well, and then there's two problems with that. Number one, you're basically giving up a dunk, but everyone else at that point is thinking this possession's over. So then you try to throw a late pass and it hits a guy. You know, it's not a perfect pass, obviously, because you're in the air. So then they're not ready for it. They drop it and it's a turnover. Or you have to reset the offense because no one's ready to take a shot when you're flying through the air at the rim. Pulled up our Tim Palm and our number one significant contributor, you know, to this point in the season, Zakai Ziegler. Just made okay. me mad again. Uh, Kamwa, second. Then Triple J. What are you doing? What? Would Rick Barnes like me and that's your first tweet of the day? You gotta rein him in. The Bulls won by eighteen last night. Can you not poke fun at something, you know, Crest? I mean, come on. You never stop. What do you poke fun at? I, I... It's a picture of Rick Barnes looking nervous, and it says, "When you wake up and see the calendar, that it's March 1st. Oh, okay. Okay. 
That's why he coached hard last night. He's getting ready. Man. He's peaking. He is. Yeah. See, he's listening to the show so far back. That's why we've been a little weird this year. He's been getting us ready. Maybe. Get those looses out of the way. Now, the, the injury last night might have spoiled the plan, but what if what if P.J. Edwards has just been crushing it? That's why they've been having to run scout teams, so he's getting tons of practice minutes, and they're just, they're yeah. just going to unleash him going into tournament time. But now he might have to unleash him as the main guy. I asked Chris before you got here, just hypothetical. I don't really like this hypothetical, but I, 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 I get it. I don't I get either, it. but if someone would have told you, hey, we'll give you healthy JJJ, healthy Julian, but you lose Zakai. Would you have taken that deal? If it's like, all right, you gotta have, you gotta make a decision. We did beat Bama without those two guys, right? Uh, Julian played. He did. Okay, that's that's when he went out, though, right? Uh, Missouri game. Does it not feel like this team is so matchup dependent, in a way? Yeah. Yeah. He went out in the Missouri game. Alabama yeah. was after Missouri. Oh, was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm getting my dates confused. Yeah, so they were both out for Alabama. Um, I. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Just. It depends on the night. It really does. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It depends teams on who's yes, where you'd rather exactly. have Sakai, and there's certain teams where you need the other two to be able to guard some of these dudes. It was. I don't know that we. I don't know that we make Arkansas look so dumb if both those guys are still out. Because how do like how do we match up with all their mm-hmm. size down the line? But when you have Julian Phillips and Josiah Jordan James, I mean you got you got guys that can lock up those big dudes. Yeah. And and shouts out to our uh, to our bigs on the defensive end last mm-hmm. night. I mean they couldn't get anything inside. And we so we said that we said maybe this is a great matchup because they can't make threes. They actually made way more than what do they average five a game? Yeah. Yeah, they made eight. They made yeah, but they didn't take that many for that no, percentage. No, no. So. Our bigs were very good defensively. So uh, I mean, we we locked up the rim against them, and then they couldn't shoot, and so then they can't score. And our offense was was good enough, you know, to, to not be a good athlete. I would say he's just big. Plovs. It seems like once a week he has a highlight block that's always a goaltending, and he finally got away with one last <laughs> night. <laughs> Uh, Steven tweets in says, We know Mayshack listens to the show. I kept saying to go reverse layups, and we finally did it. He did do that. He's a menace. I don't. I love that kid. An absolute defensive menace. I don't think the loss of Zakai Ziegler will hurt the team as much as we probably all thought as soon as it happened. You know, because as soon as it happened, you're just like, Oh my gosh, no, no. I mean, because you feel that way anytime a, a key player on a basketball team goes down. It's 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 I mean in football, yeah, if it's the quarterback, okay, but mm. if if it's a lot of times if it's any other guy, like you can at least replace them to some degree. But in basketball it just feels so much bigger when one of your starters goes down. Sure. Especially your starting point guard on a team that is point guard. It only deficient. has one point guard. And yeah. that and that's what that's the only part that makes it hurt even more for the team is from a role standpoint, it, the team won't be the same because there's no one that can do what he does. I mean, really, even if you had another point guard, they wouldn't be like he is. Mm-hmm. So the team was going to change now. and um, But, I mean, 
you've got guys that can bring the ball up the court. This isn't like some high school team where now everybody's going to press us and we're going to turn the ball over. Well, you did times. against Arkansas, but that's the thing. They were talking about it on VR a little bit last night as much as I listened to it. I mean, Arkansas, they threw some dummy press out there, but they didn't do what some teams are probably going to try to do to us and just give us the full tilt press. Yeah. Um, which I was, especially when Zakai went down, is, and I don't know, maybe Musselman isn't a big press guy, that they don't feel comfortable with their press, they don't do it often, but I was really surprised that we that they didn't throw one at us, just, mm-hmm. just to see how we'd handle it. That is, that is one thing, like if Zakai has to be out, having Josiah on the floor, when it comes to stuff like that, I realize he's not the best ball handler, his passes sometimes come off his fingers funny mm-hmm. and don't look like the, but he he knows where to go with the ball and he doesn't panic when he gets caught you know on the sideline or in the middle of the floor and has to kind of dissect the defense and just figure out where to go to break the press we've, we've got guys that are pretty smart although I did think we had how many turnovers do we have I'm surprised we can didn't get can you turn that back on please? can you turn his mic back on oh I don't know how that happened mm-hmm. he hit the wrong button it's okay yeah like I, was I didn't hit the wrong button because the dial was down. What? My slider was down. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, well, why did you well, turn my slider down? When you when you reached to turn your mic back on or off, which one of them it, it knocked his slider down? Because uh-huh. I could I could see your move your arm. Moving. I got long fingers, so. Okay. You know what they say about guys with long fingers? Long. They're really big gloves. Yeah. Really we had big gloves, guys. Big, okay, ten's not that bad. We I had sixteen. Felt like we had a couple where you're just like, really, guys? Like, man, especially when we pushed it out to about ten, we had a couple turnovers where it felt like we were about to blow that game open, and we did eventually. But a couple of turnovers that just Davis all, would always hit a clutch three. It felt like to kind of keep it respectable <laughs> in the second half. Yeah. Captain Touchback said, "You know who's a big press coach." See you Saturday, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, not this year's Auburn team. Not no, as much. No. Not as much. But they might throw it at us. Oh, now sure. Yeah. They need I, the win bad. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I'm shocked though that, especially after Zakai went out, that Arkansas didn't press us the rest of the game. Yeah. Because they couldn't score in the half court. I was I was stunned. I just knew that they were going to go into the next media timeout, come out and have something. But really, all they did a couple times was just kind of like a. Full court man to man, but it was a quick bail. Like once yeah. we made the entry pass and started to dribble, they bailed back. Jason says, seems like most of the time our guys will stand around and watch Double Z dribble and drop, you know, dribble too much. So now last night, once he was out, the whole offense seemed to like move without the ball better. Mm-hmm. Um, I do hope that's not just kind of that, well, one guy's down, so we got to rally and you get that one, that kind of one game boost. And then now without him, you know, the offense goes back to struggling. But We'll see. I mean, this team's – they've had injuries all year. Different guys have had to kind of step up. And I I wonder – my question, I guess, is I don't I don't think you – I don't think you – as bad as the offense has been, I don't really think it's going to get much worse without Zakai Ziegler. It's just going to be different. Mm. Like, the, the offense really can't be worse. Like, it, it – it, it's been so bad when it's been bad. It's a pretty good point. <laughs> like, I mean, the shots he was taking, the good shots he was taking, you should be able to get a similar shot mm-hmm. running offense with, with without him. So my fear is if we play a team with a with like two really quick guards, how do we how do we handle them? Like does our how much worse does our defense get 
because we don't. I mean, he's just a lockdown defender on the smaller, quicker point guard. Yes. I mean, shut down uh, Sears for Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, in those with those types, like who the, the development of Jemai Meshack helps, but but it with really if a team has two really quick guys mm-hmm. that are that are kind of too small for like Josiah and Phillips. Obviously, Meshack can take too one. quick for Vescovy yeah. and Key. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, those guys, Vescovy stays with guys way better than people think in their head. He's such a good start and stop guy on offense, and he plays slow on purpose on offense a lot that his defense is completely underrated. I mean, he he has kept quicker guys away from the basket all season long, and and so I don't know. Maybe the if the defense only takes a small hit. And the offense can just find different ways to score than we would if Zakai was in the game. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I mean, obviously it hurts. You're, you're definitely a better team with him, but I, you, I, I think you, you kind think, of mitigate I mean, it. I, I don't know how big of a. I mean, it's a huge loss. I mean, because he. I feel like it's the biggest loss because now Vescovi has to handle the ball more than running off screens. I think because mm-hmm. as you saw it last night, he was trying to create for everybody. When yeah. Ziegler was the one and he actually did a pretty good job, but there's going to be some matchups he where he's not going to be able to get by yeah. his defender. And but yeah, he also played 38 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's worrisome many, too. You know, as much rest and we do become a bigger team. Yes, which, with the bigger guards help. Did you see we went? I well, actually, it was almost like a fake, like a early in the game. I, it was like the possessions the guy went out. Yeah. Yeah, I did notice was that. Was that zone? It was a. But after it, like two passes, I felt like when we were out. It was of a, it. yeah, it was weird. It was almost like a three-two shell. Yeah, three-two. Yeah, it was we strange. We did run that, right? I'm oh like yeah, crazy. yeah, I saw it because I, I was watching. With and I like was, Joe Sight at the point. And at first, I thought we were in man, and I'm like, wait a minute, we have Vescovy on black. Like this is kind of weird. And then they were just moving around up top, and we were just passing it off. I'm like, oh, no screens or anything. So I'm like, oh, this is some kind of zone shell. And then they kind of got out of it. I don't know if that was the plan. Like, hey, their first three or four passes, yeah. we're going to show. They got them. out of the same possession, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they would the, the next time down the court, they started in it again. And I'm like, what are we doing? And then we'd be right out of it, right in the man to man. It was crazy. It was almost like in the Alabama game when we preemptively uh-huh. switched the screens that we knew they were going to set. It's like we're going to let them run this three pass up top stuff, and we'll be ready and set to go into man with you maybe, know 20 seconds to go on the shot clock. Maybe it's because Arkansas's offense is so simple. You know, there's only a few things they do mm. initially, and then it's just about trying to attack the it, basket. It basically turns into a dribble drive at that yeah. point. So we're trying to space and be able to pass off those early ball screens without even having to really call a switch. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as that part's over, now they're at 24 on the shot clock, and we just lock in man-to-man. It's what it looked like to me. It's I'd have to go cool. back. I'd have to go back and like really study the possessions. But I was, because we talked about it yesterday. Like, how are we going to match up? Like, who guards? Who guards black? Yeah, who guards yeah. council when you know Vescovy's in or Mayshak's in? And it was it was really really strange. Well, one of the things people don't really talk about anymore. But uh, high school coach I worked for on the men's side for, at first, he said you got to think about it this way. When you play man to man, obviously you're, you're you're able to match up with their skill set and, and on down the line, you know, one through five. When you play zone, you can decide who is going to guard a spot on the floor. Mm-hmm. And sometimes against certain teams, if they have a lot, if they have heavy tendencies, that's more important. And with with these teams that are so heavy with their offensive identity, I mm-hmm. wonder if that might become more of a thing even in college basketball. Like if 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 you're playing a team that's only going to shoot at the rim and then shoot threes, yeah. like uh, there was old uh, 
uh, this old point zone we used to run where it looks you would show it as a 2-3 as they bring the ball down the floor. After the first pass, it's essentially a 1-3-1 pinwheel, mm -hmm. and the center is always between the ball and the rim. So he's essentially always a rim protector. Like like a guy like uh, uh, Adu would be perfect for mm -hmm. this because he's athletic. He just basically he and he's the help. You don't you don't help on the drive with the other guards, and it can pinwheel all the way around. Where even if if you're the guy that has the forty five on one, if they pass the ball fast enough, you might end up actually spinning all the way to the yep. other corner, yep. which is unheard of with normal like zone principles. But it was like some of that stuff would be would be fascinating. Like it's like if if you I, have the next pass, you have to get it. Yeah, it doesn't matter yeah. where it is. And if you have, and then the, the guy two passes away, like the guy that's matching up, we you call the hole defender. So you got the point on the ball, mm -hmm. and the hole guy is opposite him because it's a pinwheel. And then you got the two guys who have next pass. If there's a skip, then the hole guy has that, and then everybody rotates, mm -hmm. and now you've got your wings, and it's just like you're always matched up, and you cannot screen the damn thing. Like it's like good luck screening it. Because if you bring the ball screen, okay, well, now you have two offensive guys there. Well, we have two defensive guys, and you just match it, mm -hmm. and the whole thing spins. And you've always got your seven-footer right there in the middle. And in college basketball, there's no defensive three seconds, so yeah. he can be dead center the he, whole time. The whole time. And if they split those two defenders, he just walls them up. And you and you basically give up that mid-range jump shot. You can split those defenders and, sure, pull the trigger from – 16 feet over the seven footer he'll just challenge and we'll rebound mm -hmm. and if, if you make a ton of those twos we'll give you the game fine so i don't know it, it was it's you could do some weird stuff like brett said we're a lot bigger with the guy off the floor like we can we can wall up kind of anything mm -hmm. you know uh we look kind of like a syracuse jim Beheim team without the guy on the floor yeah we do for sure i know we're up against we'll uh we'll get to the phone lines coming up uh lots to talk about good bad ugly last night i mean it was it was great that they got the win obviously the injury changes the team Moving forward, um, give us a shout if you'd like. 865-546-8200 on the Big Orange Philly phone lines right here on 3 Now. Welcome back to 3 Now. We're going to go right to the Big Orange Philly phone lines. Tennessee gets the win, but... Loses their point guard last night. Uh, it's well, 75-57 over Arkansas. Go to Matt first on the Big Orange Philly phone. So what's up, Matt? You're on three and out. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, Matt. So I, I didn't watch the second half. I fell asleep. But um, these nine o'clock tips, you guys, yeah. what's the deal? You got to battle yeah, through. I, know, I was, I, was, hey, I, I got a twenty month tired. old. I got an excuse. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, how many minutes did Edwards have total? Zero. Last night. <laughs> zero. Was, was it really zero? Yes. He didn't play any in the second half? Not a minute. 100%. Zero. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think it was a great coaching job, like you guys were saying. I didn't see the second half. I'm just baffled by that when is he not your backup point guard. You were up 14 with 8.37 to go. Like, can we not put him in right there? You're yeah, 14. you're going to have to have him. Yeah. I don't think – I mean, you don't have to have him, but it'd sure be nice. You were up 18 with six and a half to go. I mean, it's kind of perfect time. I mean, I don't – Maybe have to have him – yeah, maybe have to have him is the wrong word. But, 
if you if you're going to go into tournament play and expect Viscovi to play 40 minutes a game, <laughs> 38 to 40, you know you're, you're not going to make it very far. These guys are going to get just absolutely demolished on energy, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. playing the defense that we play. I, I don't. It just blows my mind not putting him in there to get him some minutes. I mean, he's your backup point guard for Christ's sakes. It's like if if now's not the perfect time to get him some experience, I don't know what it. You're up twenty two with five ten to go. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't know why I don't know why he can't go straight go to the scores table when Kamal hits a jumper to put you up twenty two with five ten left in the game. That I, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, and, I don't either, and, man. and and to people that ha- that missed the very beginning of the show, Rick Barnes said in the post game, right. don't he he called him out by name and said, "Don't count out B.J. Edwards as being a contributor now with Zakai out." And it's like, well. He hasn't contributed well, at all, well, and you well, haven't had a backup point guard all season, so why would you use him now? When Zakai got in foul trouble uh, in the last couple games, they would put him in for a second, but then pull him out. And yeah. when it came to crunch time and Zakai Ziegler fouled out, they did not put him in. So I feel There's, like maybe what Rick Barnes meant by that is this This would always happen with NFL guys in uh, in, in training camp. They would The coaches would always talk about a few players that were kind of buried on the depth chart and saying, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we're going to use him a lot. And you have to realize that coaches, because coaches study every single detail, using a guy a lot to like an NFL head coach is he gets some special teams run. You yeah, know? yeah. And so the right the 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 newbie writers would always be like, this coach said this third string running back was going to play, you know, be a big part of the team this year. What he really meant was he might get some gunner time on the punt team. Yeah, you know. So maybe Rick Barnes just means that B.J. Edwards might have a role now, maybe a six, eight, maybe ten-minute role now on the team, but he's still not going to be in the game when it's, like, game on the line. Well, and if he was running scout team this week, how much is, you know, Rick Barnes may think he's not comfortable putting him in for that game, you know, given the opponent. I mean, Arkansas, they didn't look good last night, but that is a team that, I mean, they got some firepower. Maybe there's not going to be as much full-on scout team, 100%, all-out scrimmage stuff as they go into tournament time anyway is they hopefully dial down and keep these guys rested and, and fresh. Yeah. So hopefully, I mean, hopefully he can play a little bit and play well. If he, I mean, if he doesn't play well, it doesn't matter anyway. But Well, they don't even give him – that's the thing. I, I know you guys got some other callers, so I want to be quick. But that's, that's – the I, look, they had – that was a great win last night. I'm not taking anything away from them. I'm just kind of looking at March now. Like, that's what I'm focused on. And if, if, you're, if Ziegler's out – and you're you've made you've you've got a history of just not playing Edwards as your backup point guard. Mm-hmm. You don't even give him an opportunity when he, if he does come in and if he is screwing up in three minutes, you can't just pull the guy. He's not going to get into a routine at all. And you've to me, they've already crushed his confidence. Like I don't think he plays as a confident point guard at all. Mm-hmm. So you can't expect him to come in in March and just light it up. That's not going to happen because you've, you've you've not given him any opportunity. You know. January, February, when you've had tons of chances. Now, to me, that's going to bite you in the ass. Anyways, all right, guys, see you. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Uh, let's grab John Tweet real quick before we hit, hit the break. What's up, Tweet? You're on three and out. Gentlemen. Good morning. Did Were we charged a timeout for Ziegler's injury? Ooh. No, the ball went out of bounds. Is that okay. what they, yeah, so, Zakai and, stepped out and, as he saved okay. it, and then his next step is when he got Okay, hurt. gotcha. Because yeah. I thought they blew that okay. whistle really fast, because that's that's what I thought was – I thought yeah. he just tripped. No, the ball went out of bounds. He, he had barely stepped on the end line. Okay, like gotcha. the step or two steps before he 
had the bad plant. And so the ball was out of bounds, Arkansas ball, but obviously it, you know, he went down, so there was a, a long stoppage. Then, then explain the last, like, 20-some seconds of the half. He took a timeout to half, correct, that he couldn't use. And uh, how did – I, I yeah. don't know. I mean, like, the last bit of the half end game, uh, what do you call it? The Scobie's bringing it up. He has a timeout to, that he's going to lose if he doesn't use it, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, because we got it back with, what, like 17, 18 seconds? Yeah, yeah, and they didn't – I mean, they ended up – he ended up dribbling into – A, dub, a double team, did. yeah, yeah. I mean, why not – I, unless he had what he wanted, I, I don't know. I mean, he, did he figure he'd get a worse shot than a? I don't know. It seems silly, but it also seems like when, in the end, uh, every possession matters. It's going to be can you get a, a two here? You know what I'm saying? He's mm-hmm. usually pretty good about that. He usually doesn't waste a timeout. I, I just I don't know. Maybe he just had what he wanted or had the look he wanted and figured he'd get a shot up. I, I, I have no idea. I kind of was going to echo what Matt said, which is basically, at this point, can you really change your seating from here, like where they're seated now? Can it go dramatically up? I, I, I just really, if it's me, I don't care about the SEC tournament, and I start playing B.J. Edwards as much as I can because you're going to need him at some point in March. So I just start prepping for March, and that's all I do. The last, what, what do we have, two left? One. One. Two left. I'm sorry? One game before the tournament. One game. Yeah, so I yeah I'd play him there, and then I treat that SEC tournament like prep work too, and just get ready for March, and and start running BJ as much as I can run him, because you're going to have somebody get in foul trouble. It depends mm-hmm. on how they call those games. I mean, you, you're going to have to get minutes from him. Yeah, I mean it's just baffling that he hasn't gotten more more time throughout the season. <laughs> I, I mean, I understand them not trusting him in I crunch mean, time, but when you're up 20 right, and there's right, five minutes right. left in the game, why wouldn't you put him in? He can't hurt you that bad. Well, we've, we've said that going back to you know, Austin P and Alcorn. Like, it's just mm-hmm. when, when you're up that much and then he gets in for a minute and a half, it's like, wait a minute. He's not going to lose your game when you're up 22 No, six minutes no. left in the game. You can always take him back out of the game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Border, borderline five-star guy. If you lose that game, it's not five-on-one you're putting him out there against. Come on, Mark. Yeah. They, they, were, they were beating teams by 30 or 40 early in the season. Some of these all – and he, he didn't even play that. And, and, I mean, I watched – God bless me. I watched those games mostly to the duration. I don't remember him get, you know what I mean, getting in there. I'm just like, mm-hmm. why are the start – you have to remember when Viscovi got hurt against a garbage team late, really garbage team late, and they were up by fifteen or twenty-five points. He shouldn't even have been in the game, mm-hmm. and that's when he hurts his shoulder. Like, why, why, why do you have him out there doing what against Alcorn State University Technical School? Mm-hmm. What, what's the point? I, I, I I don't know. That's like that time Gronk broke his arm on a field goal unit team, and Belichick was like, "Oh, here's guys on the team," and I'm like, "No, you're an idiot. You just <laughs> lost your tight end over a field goal team that some idiot." Anyways, yeah. all right, boys, I'll get off. Y'all got callers. See you. Tweet good. I confirmed uh, they did take the waste time out to the locker room. Mm. Yeah, but uh, anyway, there you go. Final segment. Hour one next.
Final segment, hour number one. Appreciate the phone calls. You can keep those coming. 865-546-8200. Your thoughts on the team now without Zakai Ziegler. Can be a different looking basketball team. I mean, I think I said it a few weeks ago. Like, he might not be the best player on the team, but he was the most important. It felt like. Because it's just, I mean, he's the one guy that can start offense, run offense, create off the bounce for other guys. Tough to him, tough for him to to finish around the rim, but I mean, some of the some of your big wins, he was he was a guy that had had made some of the key plays. You know, it always seems like Rick Barnes, his teams do pretty well once their back gets against the wall. I know we've been injured for most of the year, but it seems like the first couple of games after you lose some of those guys are always pretty big. I mean, you lost or you beat Kansas without Joe the first time. Yeah. You beat Texas when he missed the game. Right, he missed the Texas game, didn't he? I think so. Like Alabama game. I know you have you might have some stinkers in there every now and then, but for the most part, it seems like when it's it ultimately seems like it's do or die time that this team does a pretty good job of rallying. So, and and uh, Josiah did play against Texas. Mm. And also, like, when Tennessee basketball loses a star player, it's not the same as if Kansas loses a star player. I, I just think we're more of of one cohesive unit. Yeah, we don't I – mean, we kind of joke about it as the season goes on. Like, who do you – obviously, you try to stop Vescovy, but there's a different – seemingly a different leading scorer almost every night. Yeah. And when you're playing well, you've got – Four, sometimes five, even six guys in double figures. No one over maybe fifteen, but you got a bunch of guys there at you know ten, eleven, twelve. Um, I do think there there's something to be said for that like quick rally, um, mm-hmm. like right when it happens. And and Barnes said this I think going into half. It's like you could because it's Zakai and how tough he is. The fact that he stays on the floor, everyone pretty much immediately knew it was serious. Now obviously we don't know the extent. Of the injury, we'll hopefully find that out today. But I think, you know, I think Brian just said this. Like that's that's definitely one of the reasons Barnes was as uh, animated, I think, as he was last night. I think he realized his team needed some juice, mm-hmm. and once he kind of showed, hey, we're going to attack this with intensity and kind of play for Zakai, I think the team really fed off that. And that's what we were talking about Monday, and that's what drives you crazy. Some some of these games with Barnes, it's like. Hey, you know, we're down four with eight minutes to go, and he's sitting on the bench with his hands folded. And now, can you call a play doing that? Sure. Can you motivate somebody doing that? Sure. But I think there is something to when he's up and showing that energy, it puts that urgency, you know, in the mindset of your team. And I thought last night, look, I don't know what this team's going to do. Last night was impressive, especially after Zakai went down. I mean, they're. There really wasn't a, a lull after that. Yeah, I think yeah. what was the score when that happened? Uh, six nothing. I thought it was only like two nothing. Okay. Because he hit the only basket. Well, he had an assist too. So okay. It been, but yeah. But it you know, like I think they cut it to eight to seven. But I don't, I'm pretty sure Arkansas never led in this game. I think he led wire to wire. So to to have something like that happen, and I think that's significant. You talk about how you know how tight this team is, how close they all are, and that's one of the things Josiah apparently talked to Marty Smith about. Anytime you see one of these guys go down, 
you know it affects everybody. And I thought they they did a really good job. And so did Barnes. Like I I tweeted it. Like he's he's working his ass off tonight. Like he is he's up. He's coaching. He's motivating. Um, going after the officials, you know, fighting for his guys, and I think that mattered. And I think you saw a lot of fight from this team last night. I do think we are a pretty matchup dependent team, but if they fight like that, you're going to have a chance to be in just about every game you play. And that's a that's a very positive sign as we turn the the page to March today. I have no idea what to expect when we travel to Auburn this weekend. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I'd feel really good if it was at home, but we'll see how yeah. Auburn plays tonight. They're at Alabama. Mm-hmm. If yeah, Al- that's a big one. If Alabama stomps a mud hole in them, you kind of got to think that Auburn might just give Auburn's up. Auburn's on the edge there, like Arkansas, a little bit as far as yeah. the journey goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they need it bad. Even if they lose tonight, which everybody expects them to do, if they put a good showing on, it doesn't hurt them that much. But I mean, they got two good, real good chances to. Solidify being in the tournament. Auburn, the basketball team, doesn't scare me, but that environment. We don't play well down there. That That's what gets me. You're scared of this little arena? That's been a house of horrors for us the past couple of seasons, Chris. So? Not really dating back to Grant and Admiral. I kind of welcome it because I think our guys need – I mean, they need some need a tough environment. Auburn's then, lost five of their last seven. In a way, I mean, everything will be easier after that. You know, it's the last. I'm kind of glad the last game's a road game, and then they go into these neutral site games where it'll be kind of loud for both teams, mm-hmm. but but nothing insane. You know, I mean, it, it'll just feel like a it'll just feel big game loud, and that'll be good, be good for, for everybody. We'll kick off hour two next.